Are you a clinician in primary care who wishes there were better resources to help you understand how to navigate the concept of triage in modern general practice? We'll boost your triage skills with our dynamic five-session live webinar course tailored for primary care clinicians. Led by myself and Dr. Ed Pooley from Difficult Conversations, this comprehensive training covers all facets of remote patient triage, whether that be digital, on-call, or other opportunities. Through this course, you'll gain practical knowledge, exclusive hints and tips, and direct access to myself and Ed through open Q&A sessions of the course. Elevate your ability to manage primary care challenges effectively and confidently, and most importantly, safely. Register now to transform your triage approach at bit.ly slash GP triage course for GP in capitals. And we will definitely catch you then. Would you like amazing tips to help you understand how to work in general practice? There's loads of new doctors and new people within practice starting. And in this episode, we're going to go through all the various different tips, both for myself and with a little help from my friends. Let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you loads of tips to help you get started in general practice. And the first thing I'm going to say is don't panic. You may feel like my friend, just a GP with a couple of underscores underneath in the name and feel like you want to run away at times. And definitely starting in general practice can potentially be quite a daunting experience. But we're going to get started with all those tips to help you understand how to get on with it from those that have walked the path before you. Firstly, it's really important to be part of a team. Now, this can be within your own practice. It could be part of a team that works outside of your practice and even part of a team that's much bigger than your practice, like, for example, on social media. But it's really important that they're there to help to include you, support you and help you develop into the clinician you want to be. I know for me, I've had an amazing team that supports me within my practice. I've also got networks around me locally, and that's groups that I've been part of and joined into, as well as some amazing groups that I've met through social media platforms that continue to give me direction, support, anything I kind of need as much as I need. And that includes the various people that are joining me to give some advice from Twitterverse. And definitely do not forget all those different groups and organizations that are also designed to support you. So there may be new GP groups in your area, but especially don't forget people like your local LMC or even the RCGP, which can provide really good supportive mentoring groups and other kind of things local to your area. Now, with all the changes that have happened in general practice, one thing you absolutely need to get a handle of is the new additional roles. These are funded through the PCN DES and absolutely a change that has happened to general practice over the past couple of years. And in most areas, you'll now start to see more of these individuals around to help support you and the patients that you practice with. Take the opportunity to learn what these different roles can do, who these people are within your practices and how they can best support both your patients and yourself in making sure that patient journey works really effectively. Because let's be clear, there's not really much additional funding coming to general practice. Unless the Secretary of State for Health suddenly realises how amazing value general practitioners actually are. Like that's going to happen. Do you think that's going to happen? It'd be nice if we could ring and ask him, wouldn't it? Speaking of ringing people, when you are actually in practice, there's a couple of numbers that I highly recommend that you put onto your phone because you will need these potentially when you're out and about, especially on visits. Make sure you've got the number to your local direct dial for your ambulance team check to see if there's any bypass numbers that get you through hospital switchboards or especially the practices that you're working at past their switchboard so that you can speak to those teams quickly and easily. 
and definitely the local numbers for your district nursing teams, other kind of community support teams, and the numbers you need to ring if you need to admit a patient direct to hospital. Some places will have different numbers rather than the hospital switchboards and stuff. So keep those numbers in your phone. And in terms of other resources that you may want to have quick access to, don't forget to check for common things that you may need in practice, such as your local antibiotic guidelines, the referral pathways to make your life and those for your patients a lot easier, and great tools that can help with these are from companies like Arden's or Primary Care IT who provide a lot of these resources for you in a nice, easy package. So check if your practice uses either of those platforms. Trust me, they'll make your life a lot easier. Additionally, it's useful to have resources that you can share with patients. So really good ones are the When Should I Worry leaflets that can be really helpful to give to particularly new parents, for example. NHS.UK leaflets, which may be integrating various systems you're using, things like Accurix, MJOG, for example and other video guides and leaflets, like for example, ones that are provided for you by EGP Learning. And now we've got a tip from one of my colleagues, the wellbeing GP, Dr. Helen Gar, who absolutely says one of the best ways to keep up your own personal resilience and wellbeing is to make sure you've got your next holiday booked, always have something in your diary to look forward to, and absolutely get your annual leave requests in nice and early. It can be quite uplifting knowing when your next break or next positive experience is coming that's outside of your working environment, particularly when you're having those really difficult days. Now, if we're learning on colleagues to give us some additional tips, definitely check out this one from Airedale Dodger, who happens to be a former consultant of mine when I was a, an FY1 all those years ago. Listen first, talk second, diagnose last, which is then followed by how do you do medicine? Well, it's important to follow the three H's, history, history and history and another little tip from Jeff Schrecker is when consulting always use the golden minute going into listen only mode for the first minute of the consultation and you'll probably be saving hours in the long run now I agree with Jeff although I do tend to suggest that from remote consultations on telephones for example this may only be the golden half minute but it can be really effective to give the patient some space so you know everything that you're dealing with Additionally, if you want my own little tips for making remote consultations a little bit easier, absolutely two key things. Make sure you wear a headset to make listening and talking to the patients a lot easier for you and better sound quality. Also learn to type faster, whether that's physically doing it or whether you use a dictation method to input that information so much quicker into the records. So now we're gonna talk about some tips that might help you financially. And I definitely echo the tip given by Ewa underscore IE mentions savings, savings, savings. Try and budget well, improve your financial literacy and planning. This is especially crucial if you're a locum or a partner, because unfortunately you're gonna get that lovely tax bill in about 18 months time. And if you want tips and tools on how to manage your finance and all that kind of stuff, definitely check out the advice from Tommy and Ed from Medics Money. For me, it's hands down one of the best financial resources out there for doctors. And if they don't know it, nobody else does to be honest so definitely check out their both their website and their amazing podcast with loads of resources for you but one money saving resource i would highly recommend that you look at is the blue light card many of you probably know that there are loads of nhs discounts well the blue light cards a really easy way of getting access to all the various different ones that are out there and they've got an amazing app that has them all listed and stuff you'd be surprised what you can save and including getting various different pieces of kit that you'll probably need such as a water bottle, which I'd highly recommend in general practice, a lunchbox to make sure you've got healthy lunches and not snacking on all those slightly unhealthier parts of your lifestyle, 
an absolutely astounding desk, which will help your posture and save you a lot of aches and pains. Now, one thing the pandemic has absolutely changed is the way that we dress. For example, wearing scrubs instead of wearing shirt, tie, and all that other kind of clothing, because actually it's more comfortable. It's much better from an infection control perspective because it's easier to clean. And to be honest, they're kind of nice. They make you feel like a doctor in some way. And that comes across for some patients as well. Particularly, it's got the added benefit. You don't have to worry about what to wear in the morning. That cognitive load is kind of gone. Anyway, let's get back to my normal clothing. Ugh, back to normal there. An important part of general practice is the home visit. And it's really useful to take that opportunity to see what patients are like in their own environment. Don't forget that's where they spend most of their time. And it will tell you a lot about a patient. And if you want some particular apps that will be really useful in a home visit situation, check out my episode that talks about the best apps for general practice, which has a couple that will definitely save you a lot of stress when you're out and about visiting patients. Apps are one amazing resource, but if you want to look at another that will definitely help you with your kind of learning as well as managing general practice a lot easier, definitely check out podcasts. I'm a massive fan of podcasts. And in particular, there's a variety of ones I use for clinical learning and for non-clinical learning. And if you want links to all my top five for each of those, we'll check out the links down below and you'll be able to access those videos which cover them. I definitely recommend having a listen to some of these. And speaking of your clinical work itself, absolutely learn how to use the clinical systems that you work within in your practice to their fullest so it can help save you time and definitely stress. Definitely feel free to check out my System 1 playlist, which has loads of tips and tools, and particularly a half-hour introduction of how to use System 1, and a list of all those awesome shortcuts that'll make your life so much easier. Now we've been talking about all those tips for new GPs, let's not forget our fellow colleagues out there, and there's definitely that annual movement of tips for new doctors. And this year, it has been a little bit more entertaining, thanks to at Zach Ferguson, who instead of suggesting let's share our tips, came out with the tweet, Starting FY1 is a challenging time. Forget tips for new docs. Here's a selection of weird, awkward, and embarrassing things that have happened to me since I've qualified to make you feel better. Have a look at all of those and definitely jump in and join the tweet conversation that's going on there. Now, just before we get to some of my more meaningful tips, if you have found this useful, I prescribe that you subscribe to this channel and definitely hit that like button so I know that you value this content. And if you want, give it a cheeky share to your other friends. Now, are you ready for one of those kind of heart-shaking twips that are going to make you think, what? That definitely came from at Dr. Selvaraja with three simple words. You are replaceable. Why am I saying that? Well, it's the reality. As much as we value the job and how much impact we have for our patients and the keenness to make sure we support our practice teams, it's important to remember that the world won't end if you don't go to work. So if you're not well, if you're not physically or mentally capable of continuing for a day or a few days or whatever, it's really important that you take that time to remember the world will continue and making sure that you're not putting your own health at risk is really important. And one of the hardest lessons and a keen tip I give to all my trainees is learn to say no. It's a hard lesson, but it's a really important one. This could mean no to new opportunities that might end up overloading you, a lesson I'm still struggling to learn at times. Or it could mean no to taking on work from others because they can't or they won't do it, because you don't have to be the risk sink for everybody else. 
And one key thing to remember, make sure that any actions you do in your working environment is something you can defend in front of the judge, the GMC, your family, or the media. And if it's not, you probably shouldn't be doing it, to be honest. Now, that's not to mean that you should go all Gandalf and go, you shall not pass on every single thing that comes your way. And especially remember that you are there to advocate for the patients for the best thing for their health as well. That may even mean sometimes having difference of opinions with commissioning decisions and getting involved in that kind of world may actually prove to be really fruitful for you. And now for the final tip that I've got from Dr. Penny Wilson, who's the at Nomadic GP. So number one, you don't have to do everything today. You have days, weeks, months, and possibly years to work with the patient. Number two, many problems fix themselves if they've given enough time. Number three, but don't ignore your own gut feeling or sense of badness that what might be in front of you. Number four, never lose sight of the humanity of your patients. Now I've given you loads of tips for being a new GP. And if you're also after the various different tools you might need in order to apply your trade, like the equipment to make your life easier, then definitely check out this video right here. Alternately, I'm sure YouTube's selecting another one for you right here. And as always, we're here to help tech enhance your primary care and learning. Catch you in the next episode. Oh, hello there, EGP Learner. I'm Dr. Gandalf, and I often get asked, what kind of resources do you have to try and help those using EMIS? Because you tend to do a lot more stuff for System 1. And often I've really struggled to answer that question because, let's be honest, I don't use EMIS on a regular basis. So therefore, trying to help EMIS users is a little bit more difficult for myself. And that really made me feel, well, not great. So I kind of did something to try and help all those EMIS users out there. I went and had a chat with one of my colleagues, Dr. Mike from GP on the Move, and him and I have created a course that you can use to help you use EMIS so much better. That's right, if you use EMIS, but you want to use it so much better, so much quicker, and in such a way that means you go home sooner, then check out our EMIS for Clinicians course. It's an online course that takes you through all the tips and tricks that Dr. Mike knows to try and basically mean you can go home quicker. That'd be a cool thing, wouldn't it? And guess what? It's currently on offer. So if you want to take advantage of this introductory offer and get access to it now, look at the links down below and check it out. Additionally, if you're a practice, network or wide area that wants more opportunity to use it, send me an email, egplearning at gmail.com. Let's see if we can help you out. And as I like to say, Tech Enhance, your primary care and learning. Shall we get back to it? Oh, and if you wanted one for System 1 users, well, you know I've got you covered, haven't I? Check out the Learn System 1 for Clinicians course, bit.ly slash tpp s1 course.